0: From the windows doors and more studios your one-stop shop for all your kitchen and bath needs the pat miller program whoa whoa 92 3 fm and 11 a.m depend on it hi everybody welcome back for the third and final hour of the pat miller program to save us from ourselves today and to put this program back on a proper path i race i run i go quickly uh, to the phone line here on the newsmaker line because standing right there from real clear politics, the White House correspondent for that fine organization. Philip Wegman, Philip, good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. how's it going, Pat? Uh, there's a loaded question. We'll, well how's it going? We'll tackle that maybe in about an hour when I'm off the air <laughs> if you still want to know the answer. No, things are fine. Uh, you're doing well there. Now, I know that you were were you was the briefing that you were going to? Were you at the White House briefing today?
1: So the White House briefing today, uh, we heard from Neera Tandon, who is the president's domestic policy advisor. We also heard from the uh, FEMA director about some of the things that are happening in Florida and some of the things that have recently happened in Hawaii. Uh, Also, the big headline is that uh, the president is going to be heading to uh, Vietnam next week. And uh, this is... Kind of that moment right before uh, Labor Day where Washington, D.C., they are getting back into the swing of things. August recess is over and uh, lawmakers are are starting to return to their day jobs.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a time when, you know, it's so odd to see those that have things to do with foreign policy or large domestic policy when they start chiseling away or they start – putting their platform together, because they're really not even thinking about how it's going to affect people that are part of that platform, the people that get that kind of benefit or that rely on that kind of information from the government to run their business. But what they're doing is they're actually positioning themselves um, so that they're in better position to face debate questioners and things like that so they can have a heads up. I mean, you know, when, when Biden is there and he starts talking about what he's going to do here uh, and and I, I guarantee, I absolutely guarantee, he's going to be coming out with assistance pretty soon in Florida uh, for wins that all of them have not even hit yet, uh, where DeSantis took himself off the uh, campaign trail because he considers himself, I think, governor of Florida first and then a candidate second, which, if he was my governor, that's what I would want. Uh, but but with, with Biden, it's like he's trying to find relevance and reasons which almost don't match and they don't mesh, but it's almost like that's the only drum he's got to beat.
1: So I'm definitely on the alert for any disaster politics here, certainly. um, We hope that when the government does their day job and does the most basic thing that it's supposed to, you know, protecting the life of citizens that that no political um, interference would sweep in, um, we know that's not the case, though, that has happened previously in different administrations where right. things that should be completely apolitical um, end up being, um, you know, mired in controversy. Certainly the critics of you know, President George W. Bush would say that his uh, Katrina response was, um, you know, was lacking and that also, you know, there were some um, other problems there. I think as of now, um, you know, DeSantis has spoken with President Biden um, they, they have open lines of communication. The hope is that as that hurricane crosses over um, Florida and the expectation is that it's going to pass through Tampa, the hope is that, you know, this storm will, will lessen. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is, this is an interesting test, right? Uh, it's an interesting test for DeSantis and Biden.
0: Yeah. Because Biden This is real-world stuff. I mean, this, yeah, this isn't just coming yeah. out with, hey, what do you think? This is real-world stuff.
1: Absolutely. Um, And it's interesting because Biden's argument on the campaign trail in 2020 was that he was competent and he could be a low drama executive who could put the United States back on an even keel after the craziness that was uh, Donald Trump's administration. Governor DeSantis is almost making a a similar argument Um, and certainly his rise to popularity uh, during COVID and during all of these different controversies that occurred in the state of Florida was that he was the competent governor who could get things done. And yes, he shared a lot of the politics of Donald Trump, but he could actually execute on his ideas. Well, lo and behold, you have a natural disaster. Um, this is a you know good opportunity for people to put up and shut up right. and put politics out of their mind. But voters are going to be watching very, very closely. Did this guy actually deliver on um, his obligations. And I think that voters in the aftermath of this uh, tragedy, hopefully, you know, everyone is okay, but, um, you know, they might look at the federal government's response, and then they might also look at the response from uh, the governor of Florida, and it'll be an opportunity for them to evaluate their respective leaders.
0: It looks to me, just in looking at the mechanics of this storm, the way things are going, uh, that in fact, Tampa, and then on up into what I've always called uh, the inside cusp of, of the hand of Florida uh, up there around, you know, uh, Cedar Key, Daytona Beach, and some of those other places on the East Coast, and then the way they're affected from the West Coast, just north of Tampa, when you've got that little bit that goes northeast and then it goes back to, to northwest, it looks like Tampa and that part are the ones that are going to really, really, really get nailed. Um, and the, the thing that I'm looking at tells me six to nine feet roughly in Tampa eight to 12 feet, slightly further up the coast. That is just a lot of water.
1: That, that's so much water, and it's, it's the sort of stuff that, you know, we don't have to deal with in Indiana, and certainly voters in Iowa have never experienced. But, you know, they're paying attention, too. Um, we can't deny the fact that crises like this, um, some that are, you know, um, man-made or, or others that are, you know, acts of God, um, again, they're, they're good uh, you know, testing opportunities. We saw during the uh, financial crisis, one of the moments that stuck in voters' minds was the roundtable discussion that then-Senator um, Obama and Senator McCain had at the White House, and Senator Obama, by all accounts, was much more uh, prepared, had much more of a grasp um, you know, in terms of what the problem was and, and what he wanted to do. And and McCain, meanwhile, um, you know, according to his own advisors at the time, was was kind of befuddled. I mean, he wasn't as as charismatic or or telegenic, and, you know, that that really hurt him. And so, um, obviously, the main thing should be the main thing, you know, keeping uh, the lights on and people safe. Uh, But I, I think that, you know, people are also going to, in the aftermath, Take a closer look at what was done and what also wasn't done, and this could be an opportunity for DeSantis to show his medal.
0: I think that's right, and the and this should be a reminder to people of Florida. This is not the first time that the governor of Florida has put his big boots on and stepped in to be there. Uh, you know, whether it's a, a shooting of a gay nightclub or whether it's uh, you know bad acti- activity between people down in Miami or other previous. Uh, storm surges that we've had in Florida, Uh, DeSantis kind of has shown himself, I think, at least three to four times on a major level, and I think that this comes at a time when it will remind people, oh yeah, DeSantis is the one that did that for us, and now he's doing it again. I think the more that he does it, and he doesn't tell them that he's doing it as if, hey, look what I'm doing, remember this when you go to the polls, but he just does it, and let people make the summations in their own mind, I think that's what will make him to have, have a great deal of strength in the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, it's hard to have campaign operatives hang around a candidate when that same candidate has a day job, like uh, making certain that people can get to hire around. So, um, like you say, this might be an opportunity for DeSantis to show he has some leadership rather than just to tell folks, oh, remember about that time, right. you know, a year, a year, a half ago when I was so uh, literally during the, uh, the COVID crisis. Yeah.
0: Now, the next debate comes up, what, in two weeks?
1: It does, and it's going to be in September um, at the Reagan Library in California.
0: Love the Reagan Library. I absolutely love that place. Um, how weird is it? I mean, is the left going crazy because the first one was done by Fox News, and this one's being done by Fox Business? Uh, I
1: think that they would like a bite of the apple, but there's no way that uh the republican primary field is going to let any cnn or msnbc anchor uh, ask the moderator questions um they i think that they they are you know pretty uh happy with with fox doing the duties here and it's going to be interesting because it's not clear whether or not all of those eight guys who made the stage in milwaukee will also make the stage in California. So um, the opportunity is, if there's fewer voices on stage, for a more substantive conversation.
0: Uh, When you had the, the mayor of Miami, who did not make the stage, and now he has, in fact, withdrawn from the campaign, does that make it easier for other people, you know, like the governor of Dakota, who's way down the bottom, to now come in and go, yeah, me too, I just, you know... I need, I need to get back to being the governor of my people and all that. I mean, because I think it's hard to be the first one to pull out. Mm-hmm. A, and now um, the governor of Miami has done that. So
1: if you're looking at the polls right now, um, a lot of the primary debates and activity that's going on currently, yes, these candidates want to build momentum and attract voters and see their numbers increase in the polls. But what they're also doing is they're trying to demonstrate to the donors who are going to be writing big checks to super PACs and other affiliated organizations, right. they're trying to demonstrate that they have the grit and wherewithal to go the distance. And so that's why um, you know, some of these guys are, are hanging in there, even though they're in single digits. Um, the debate in Milwaukee shook things up. Some people outperformed, other people receded into the background. With Suarez, someone who I don't think anyone was paying attention to, really, um, you know, the the mayor jumped into the race. It almost seemed like a career move to jump in the race and an also ran and, and get some attention from donors, but he really didn't have much of a lane. And um, you know, the the mayor of Miami, that, that's honestly an honorific uh, yeah. title. Yeah. Part time gig. And I think that his departure, more than anything, it sets a precedent for some of these other guys, like um, you know Governor Burgum or uh, you know former Governor Asa Hutchinson, to say, all right, well, you have two percent in the polls, but you're not going anywhere. You might right. as well right. uh,
0: bow out. Yep, you're right. Hey, well, listen, Philip, as always, we appreciate your time very, very much, and uh, we I look forward to seeing you again next week. If uh, if lightning flashes in D.C. and horrible, awful things happen. Let me know. Uh, if, if, uh, if before you're with us next time, if it happens in Florida, we'll probably find out tonight. But uh, thoughts and prayers for the people down there in the Sunshine State. For today, Philip, thank you so very, very much. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you, sir. Talk soon. You bet. Uh, Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics.
1: Podcast by Federated Media.